Why don't you turn to somebody and say, sing me in Kuala. Amen. Praise God. You know, today I'm kind of excited because we have got a very special guest with us today. Uh, baby Avery is in the house of the Lord the first time. So I'm very excited about that. My wife is uh, helping take care. Amen. And I'm just rewarding the joys of being a grandfather. Praise God. Amen. Uh, today I'm going to continue. I know, I know today is Chinese New Year and, you know, I just can't help shake it. You know, I say, God, what, what, what should I give uh, a word to the people of God? You know, and God says, continue until you finish the series. Because I want to help you understand that God wants to anoint us today. Amen. I say God wants to anoint us. You know, I, I want you to repeat after me. Say, I can do all things through Christ. With God, all things are possible. I am more than a conqueror. You know, I'm not just a survivalist, okay? God wants me to succeed. And He wants to anoint us today. Amen. I think many of us going to life, you know, life is rough, tough. You know, Sam was just telling me today when he got up, you know, Bethany had a solar eye, you know, and then he got bigger. And Brand is right now in a clinic. You know, parenting is tough. Amen. Ask Sean and Adora. She will tell you, tough. There's no break. Amen. When will this stop? Can I just have a turn off button? And let me tell you something. As you grow older, you know, things don't, it's not easier. Life is rough and we need the anointing of the Lord. Okay. Everybody say, Amen. I want you to turn to the neighbor on the left one more time and tell them, God never expect me to do life on my own. I need him. Okay, that's why he says, she will never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. He's not there just to irritate you. <laughs> He's there saying that, I know life is rough. I'm with you. And when you are feeling forsaken, you are not forsaken. I will never forsake you. Right. Amen. And, and I hope that this series has helped you understand and opened your understanding that God is here to annoy me. Amen. Okay. That, that I'm not supposed to do life alone. And, and, and why don't we just lift our hands and ask God to, to bless today's session. Amen. Father, Lord, I'm, I'm grateful for the people of God. I'm grateful, God, for this church. I'm grateful, God, for people that are following after you, God, becoming disciples, amen. And God, we recognize, God, that discipleship is impossible without you. Lord, we have your spirit that is in us, God. Now, anoint us to hear. Anoint me to speak your word. Your word is already anointed. But God, today I pray, God, that Lord, help me, Lord. Lord, as the anointing comes, destroy every yoke. I say again, in the name of Jesus, as the anointing come, destroy every yoke, God. And Lord, let the word of God have room, Lord, to operate in our life, Father, right now. As the word goes forth, I'm asking you to release healing in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, in Jesus' name, and all God's people say, Amen. Also, we have also another special guest. Brother Daniel and Sister Rachel is in the house of the Lord. They are doing a work in Malacca. Amen. So, we want to welcome them. Amen. You may be seated again. I'm going to do a bit of revision. Everybody say revision. 
I think it's good to revise again. Uh, we talk about the word. What does it mean to be anointed by God? When God's Holy Spirit gives you insights, ability, stamina. Amen. How many of you need stamina? I think this morning, some of you need stamina to listen to me. You stay up late. I, I understand that. And sometimes say, God, I'm here, but my mind is a million miles away. Would you just anoint me to hear just for the next few hours? Amen. Sometimes I do that. Come on. Everybody say amen. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, stamina, authority, protection that you don't normally have in order to do a job that he has chosen you to do. God wants to give us strength, stamina. Amen. Everybody say praise God. And, and, and facts about God's anointing, okay? I'm just doing a quick revision and then we're going, to, we're going to answer the question, how do I get anointed by God, okay? Number one, God, uh, when God appoints me, He anoints me. Amen. And I'm appointed to do a job, He will give me the supernatural ability or anointing that will come upon me and, and I can do the job. Okay, number two, God's anointing makes me a better person. Amen. It's not about just the job being done. You change to become more like Christ. Amen. I'm going to talk about that a little bit later on. You know, uh, there are many times that before God ever wants to do a work in someone's life, He will begin by growing that man. You can get that promotion. God can release that promotion in your life, but can you handle that promotion? That's another question altogether. Because when people, you know, the thing that I struggle most with is not failures. The things that I struggle most with with success. Because the more successful I become, the more prideful that I can become. So sometimes before God brings promotion to you, He develops characters in you first. Amen. Because not everybody, you know, can handle promotion. And therefore, let me say this again. You know, I've spoken to a lot of my friends in the States. You know, they are all into online streaming and they are trying to make, uh, uh, you know, uh, TikToks and all kinds of stuff. And hey, I got so many followers. Hey, I got so many followers. Hey, I don't care how many followers you get. Are they followers of Jesus Christ? Amen. Because you know what? I'll tell you why. With this whole social, social media platform, what would happen is that, you know, you, 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 became, you can become so inflated in your ministry, you're giving a people a facade of, of what you really are on the inside. Amen. I mean, I, I've seen some websites, you know, wow, the church so nice, wow. You know, everything, then when I go down to the church real time, huh? Like that one, uh. <laughs> That's a, you know, you know uh, not everything that you see online, is the real picture. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. You know, and, 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 and we got to be careful as, as even people of God that we focus in, in, in development, okay? Uh, skills development. And I, I, I'm not against that at all. I think all of us should improve the way we do things. But are you also improving your character? You, if you improve one area of your life and, and, and then you become so proud, you know, and, and, and you, know, you become untouchable, that becomes dangerous. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. So I want to grow as a person. I think it is more important to grow as a person than just to grow in the gifting. 
Brother Willoughby said this to me long time ago. The gifts is always bigger than the person. Remember this. The gifts are always bigger than the person. The person may be a, a great speaker. You know, I've heard a lot of speaking, and, I mean, a lot of preachers, you know, and, and, and then at the end of the day, they give uh, a, 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 a lot of insights to the scripture. And then, and then when I go to their church, eh, it's nothing like what you preach. <laughs> you know, we, we got to be careful. You know, that's why the Bible says, know them that labor among you. Amen. You, you, some people can give you good advice about uh, 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 being a parent. Then I asked them, how many children you have? Oh, none. I said, you shut up. <laughs> you have no authority because you have none. Amen. Are you with me? Everybody say, praise the Lord. So we got to be very careful. Amen. Uh, then number three, God's anointing makes difficult tasks easier. God's anointing makes the impossible possible. God anoints my life to bless others. Not just me. Amen. And then last but not least, God, for every new challenge, I need a fresh anointing. Amen. Everybody say praise God. I hope this is helping you. Then we talk about how do I get anointed. You all remember that? Uh, uh, yeah, last week, otherwise I will have to preach last week's message again. You know, again, you know, again, uh, well, uh, first thing. Jesus, when he was anointed, where was he found? He, he was found, it, it was his custom. Everybody say custom. You know, that he make a habit to go to the house of the Lord. He positioned himself where, where, where God in flesh, you know, God in flesh can be anointed. Amen. We need to create customs, okay? Uh, but custom itself, okay, is not good enough. I mean, some of us have good habits, right? Everybody say amen. You know, we go to the gym. How many of you go gym? I have friends go gym. You know, and, and I, I remember go national service. Like, wow, they take out their shirt. Wow, so nice. Uh. Very, uh, what do you call it? Sculpted. Yeah, you know, wow, the body, the chest so nice. Six packs. See, so nice. Eh? Wow. I open my one, I see nothing. Now, if I open my one, I see one pack. And it's a big pack. You know, but, but, but at the end of the day, I still remember. No? Okay, so strong. Eh? But you know what I realized? When it comes to standard obstacle course, he cannot even clear. Ah, ah, what, what, what do you say? Yes, uh, brothers, brother Kelvin said, Ho kwa bohotia. That means on the outside, it looks good. And likewise, when, 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 when we have habits in our life, right? The habits are supposed to help us behave ourselves. Not to make us look, Hey, I'm a prayer warrior. I mean, folks, if you can pray, you can fast 40, hour, uh, 40 days, right? And if you are... You don't have the character of Christ, then what's your fasting done? You know, so, sometimes we want to, we, we, we want to look good. Eh? <laughs> I, I, bro, don't touch me. I'm fasting. Brother, don't tell me I'm fasting. I, I go morning prayer every day. I read my Bible. I study and, and I'm doing 300 UTB. Wow. 
But, but at the end of the day, you know, all these disciplines that you have, if, if you cannot discipline your flesh, what's the point? Are, are you with me? Don't talk about prayer, you know, as if it's, it's the end of itself. Let, let, let me give you an example. Okay, I have, I, I used to have faith in prayer, but now I don't. I have faith in the God to whom I pray to. Let me, let me say that very carefully. Some people pride themselves with spiritual discipline. Spiritual disciplines are an end of itself. If you don't, you know, if you don't disciple, you don't discipline your own flesh. Amen. Oh, I come to church, but that, that's not the, you know, it's like this. Remember last week I say this, you know, if your car breaks down, right, you send the car to a workshop. Right, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I asked the guy, the mechanic, so how's my car? I completed the work. No, that's not the question whether you completed the work. I'm asking you the question, is my car repaired? The goal of me sending it to a mechanic is, it has got to be repaired. Amen. Disciplines are there to help us become more Christ-like. Okay, everybody say praise God. You know, we talk about reading the word of God, but it's the word in you. Are you living the word? Are you applying the word? That's the most important question. I have people that come to me this week, say, uh, 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 writing email, can I have this curriculum? Can I have that curriculum? I ask the question, look here, I wish that pastoring was so easy as just preach and teach. If I preach and teach, it's the only thing that I do. It's so easy pastoring. It's not about that. It's about challenging people. About applying the word. Telling that God wants to anoint them. God, God has a plan for them. Amen. It's not just sitting here and me entertaining you. It's about sitting down and saying, hey, what the Lord has done. You know, and, and, and the Bible says it to teach them to observe all things that I command you. That's difficult, you know. Because first of all, people say, who do you think you are? You want to meddle with my life? <laughs> I mean, people will come with all kinds of problems to me and then sometimes I look at them and say that, have you obeyed God's word? Have you obeyed God's word? Because God is not a quick fix. Amen. Can I share something that I hope I'm not so straight? It's like an arrow, but where you are today is based on the choices you make. Hello? Everybody say praise God. Come on, everybody say praise God. You know, there are things that every week when I, I was praying, you know, for my family, and say, I, I asked myself, am I happy the way my family is? You know, what as a leader, as a leader, what do I need to take? I, I call it Parenting with a purpose. What behaviors need to change? And how can I scaffold them? Because training talks about training a behavior that they cannot do themselves. So as a parent, I've got to scaffold them, make it do different steps, strategies, and then at the end of the day, you know, uh, pray that they will cooperate with the process. Amen. That they see that, that they will have a holy discontent with where they are at and want to change. Amen. Everybody say praise God. 
So today I want to really talk about the anointing oil, holy anointing oil, and we're going to talk about the five ingredients that make the holy anointing oil. Her Lord message uh, was blessed with a lot of message, but I'm going to share this message, uh, what God has given to me. Okay? Everybody say praise the Lord. Why don't we stand for the reading of God's word, Exodus chapter 30, verse 22 to 33. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be admitting that it's going to be a long reading, but and some of the things that I'm going to be talking about, uh, you know, I'm going to talk about a unit that none of us may understand. I'm going to give you an explanation for that, okay? So let's read Exodus chapter 30, verse 22 to 30, all the way to 33. We stand because we honor God's word. Moreover, the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Take thou also unto thee principal spices of pure myrrh, 500 shekels, and of sweet cinnamon, half so much, even 250 shekels, and sweet calamus, 250 shekels, and cassia, 500 shekels, after shekels of sanctuary, and olive, an oil olive, and hint, and thou shalt make it an, a, an oil of holy ointment, an ointment compound. After, I want you to underline the word, after the art of the upper, uh, upper, upper curry. Okay, everybody say praise God. <laughs> Amen. Uh, if you're wondering what upper curry means, it's really a pharmacy. So, Joanne, this is for you. Amen. Okay, and, uh, okay. It shall be an holy anointing oil, and thou shalt anoint the tabernacle of the congregation therewith, and the ark of the testimony, and the table, and all the vessels, and the candlesticks, and his vessels, and the altar of incense, and the altar of burnt offering with all his vessels, and, and labor, and his food. And thou shalt sanctify them, and they may be most holy whosoever touch them, so be holy. And, and thou shalt anoint Aaron and his sons and consecrate them, and they may minister unto me in the priest's office. And thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel, saying, This shall be an holy anointing oil unto me throughout your generation upon man's flesh. Let me repeat that again. Upon man's flesh shall it not be poured Neither shall he make any other like it. After the composition of it, it is holy, and it shall be holy unto you. Whosoever compounded any like it, or whosoever put any of it upon a stranger, shall even be cut off from his people. Amen. You may be seated. So let's begin, you know, uh, you know, 500 shekels, what it means approximately 5.67 kilograms. Sweet cinnamon, approximately 2.83 kilograms. Uh, sweet calamus, you know, 2.83 kilograms. You know, uh, cassia, 5.67 kilograms. And the most, uh, the major part of this anointing oil is the olive oil, which is 3.79 liters. So I'll begin we're talking about the biggest part, the olive oil. What does it symbolize? You know, again, when we study this, there's something good that we can learn from this. You see, first of all, it's the art of the apothecary. That means, you know, after we position ourselves where God can anoint us, you know, after we position now, 
God will take all this composition. You know, uh, let me say this again. You know, I, I, I wish that discipleship was as easy as us going to a program, PI, Bible school, whatever. I wish, I wish. There are so many things the Bible school never teach me. So many things. And, and, and God, you know, used those programs. Yes, He used those programs to give you the Word of God, give you exposure to rightly divide the Word of God, but that's not good enough. Now, He is the apothecary, which means that He will start putting all this mixture in your life and all of us are very different. Amen. He will put on the right amount of myrrh in you. And he will pound it into your life. And, and, and again, like, 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 like you know, I, I, I sat down, I talked to leaders all the time. Don't negate the work of the Holy Spirit. We can go on to the program, but no negate. Don't stop the Holy Spirit bringing trials into people's life and to reveal, first of all, to reveal the condition of people's heart. Amen. Everybody say, praise the Lord. You know, the first element is the olive oil. We talk about that as being, being born again. First of all, we need to be born again. We need to be born of spirit and olive oil is symbolism of the Holy Spirit in us. First of all, we got to have a relationship with God in order for God to anoint us. God will not anoint anything that is, is not related to Him. Remember, you will be cut off. If we were annoying people who do not have a relationship, the Bible says, cut off. That's straight. Amen. Not everything can be anointed. Hello? Amen. This anointing is exclusively for those that have been born again. Amen. Have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Who have the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Because it's the Spirit of God that will anoint us. Everybody say, Amen. So I believe that the olive oil symbolizes the born-again experience. Amen. And, and, and I want to remind you, last week I talked about it. This holy anointing oil is, you know, the thing that contains the holy anointing oil is not your Tupperware. Not your glass bottle. You have to put this holy anointing oil in a horn. Amen. Everybody say horn. Okay. You, you know what? The bull has those horns. Okay. And they cut it off and then they pour it in, which symbolizes there can be no anointing without sacrifice. Amen. Everybody say praise God. You know, let me say this again. The first thing the spirit of the Antichrist will do to churches in the last days is to remove sacrifice. To make it simple for people. Let me say this again. Christianity sometimes is a religion of sacrifice. Not sometimes, it is. He says, present yourselves as what? Living sacrifice. And some of us, you know, I understand coming to service is painful. Yeah, it's considered sacrifice when it's painful. <laughs> 
<laughs> if you like coming to, to church sometimes, okay, maybe there's no sacrifice upon. I was glad when they say unto me, let us go in the house. I'm grateful. I mean, but there are days when it feels like a sacrifice. Going to prayer meeting is sacrifice. I mean, you can go home, do your homework, you know, or, or some of you just came, you know, your children were in the service. And let me share something with you very carefully right now. As I walk into this arena, I understand that I'm going to tap, talk about something that, you know, may rub you the wrong way. There's a difference between being pragmatic and become a biblical Christian. You know, so many times I see a lot of people, they reason themselves of being practical. There are some things that is not practical one. I'm going to tell you this. Let me give you an example, okay? You all remember the story of King Saul? I mean, practical one. You know, what did Samuel told King Saul to do? Kill everything. Kill everything. Don't let anything survive, leh. But then, when he went there, he heard about the animals go, meh, meh. Hey, Samuel! What do you do? I told you to kill everything, but how come I'm listening to those sheep that's out there? And then, yeah, I must admit, sometimes it doesn't feel practical bringing your children to the house of the Lord. It doesn't. But God is not looking for practical. Many times it's by faith. Just do this right. You know, and, 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 and let me give you the other story of King David. You all remember this King David? You know, he wanted to offer sacrifices and somebody said, here, 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 here is all my, my animals. You know, you can have them. You know what he said? I will never cost God that work. I will never give God that cost me nothing. You can be so practical that it no longer becomes sacrifice. That the spirit of Antichrist, the first thing, the spirit of Antichrist is at work right now. Is coming to people speaking, oh, you don't have to go to church, you can do online, oh, Zoom meetings, all those things, oh, you can make it easy. Yeah. You know, I, I'm seeing this happening all the time. I'm hearing people talking to me, and, and I'm like, dude, where is that sacrifice? Oh, there are times, oh, they don't play my song. So what? We bring a sacrifice of praise. There are times I don't even feel like going to church. There's times I'm the pastor, I'm preaching. I don't feel like preaching. Amen. Some of you don't feel like going to work. You wish Chinese long New Year will be like China. Two weeks. Amen. You do it with Amen. Uh, but, but, but we got to go to work because we got to sacrifice. Parenting is sacrifice. Oh, a lot of the, you know what? Let me tell you. In my experience, I'm going to tell you this. The harder the thing, the harder the sacrifice, the more worth it. Oh, Lord, you didn't get it. The harder the thing is the one that you want to sacrifice. Parenting is hard work. You need to sacrifice. Hard. Amen. Everybody say amen. <laughs> okay. Okay. Then, then again, uh, we, okay, let me talk about the first thing. 
Okay, the ingredient, I think I love this ingredient, the uh, myrrh, okay. What does it symbolize? You know, myrrh symbolizes trials, amen. Symbolic of trials is used for embalming, very bitter. You know, again, myrrh could be found in desert or desolated places on trees that had experienced pressure or trauma. You know, you cannot produce this myrrh, this uh, raisin, you know, without trials. You know, again, there are some things that if you say, God, I, I want to be anointed, get ready. Pain is coming. I, I've asked Brother Stone King this. What is the secret of being used of God? He say, pain. Hello. Everybody say, praise God. So when you pray, God, so now if you, some of you don't want to pray, God, anoint me now because you're so afraid of pain. You know, sometimes our, you know, it, you know what? Christianity has never changed. It's just that our comfort zone has been attacked. Hello? Hello? Christianity has never changed. You know, nowadays, I, I, I see people all the time, you know, going to the easier way. Why lead to destruction? Amen. But when you talk about sacrifice, when you talk about trials, do you not know why God gave us trials? I'll tell you why. Self-awareness. Because sometimes we don't know how selfish we are. Human beings, we need to put us, like, it's like tea bags. Put us in hot water, see whatever comes out. It's so easy to praise God when everything is going fine. It's so easy to stay faithful when everything is going fine. So easy. But when you go to trials, God exposes what needs repair. Sometimes God even wants to take away your self-righteousness. You know, and, and all those things that hinder. Because if you are not totally empty, He cannot fill you with His righteousness. And God gives, allow us to go to these trials. Everybody say trials. You know, we all don't like trials, but trials just reveal. You know, during this pandemic, what did it reveal about your family? How strong your family is? What did it reveal about your faith when you cannot come to church? Some of you say, praise God, can we do this forever? <laughs> no! <laughs> Amen. Okay. I mean, I understand. I've been there before and sometimes I sleep. Everybody say amen. But thank God the Holy Spirit did not leave me. But He's still working on me. Working on me. There are, there, are, there are four reasons why people change. I want to share this real quickly. I thought it was really amazing that uh, Jack Max, uh, John Maxwell said this. People change when they hurt enough and they have to. Amen. That's why sometimes when people continue to be stubborn in their own ways, you know what the Bible says, you know, it's very biblical. We don't like to use that term, but sometimes we need to release them to the devil. That's what's found in the scripture. You know, sometimes we just have to let them walk away and learn, you know, the prodigal son. Remember the story, he didn't try to debate with the son. He let him go. And then, when he left, then he feel all the pain. He forgot 
what is it like to be under the protection of the Father. Amen. Okay, the second thing, reason why people change. People change when they see enough that they are inspired to. That's why we need to come to service. We want to be inspired by the Holy Spirit. Amen. So that it will cause us to change. Number three, people change when they learn enough that they want to change. That's why it is so important to be in a discipleship class. Amen. They learn enough that they want to change. Oh, they hear a lot of testimonies of prayer being answered. So they want to ask the question, how do I pray effectively, efficiently, and I can engage God? They learn. Because they don't want to do life alone. And you know what, folks, listen. You never stop learning when you call yourself a disciple. If you stop, at least... I have to watch myself as a pastor that I think I have all the answers. I have not even scratched the surface of what God wants me to do. And I'm constantly learning. And I'm very careful who has influence over me. Very careful. I have elders in my life that I'm careful about because you know what? They can share a particular concept, but then it boils down to different contexts of your life. Amen. The situation, the culture, all those things that you'll be challenged. And then you got to pause for a moment. How do I make application of, of that word that is given, that teaching that is given me? And it takes time to break a bad habit. And we all got bad habits, you know. Look here, we all have ingrained strongholds that are there, thought patterns that are there, there, fearful, you know, all those things. It's hard to break a habit. Uh, hello? Can, can you all agree with me? It's hard to break a habit. Amen. And sometimes if we continue this habit, some habits will destroy us. And God will have to allow trials in our life to for us to make us repent. And then, the true nature of repentance. Listen to me very carefully, UTV. I, I'll tell you something, teachers. Listen. How do you know whether a person has a full heart of repentance? They want to learn. Some people just want to get themselves out of hell. That's all. But there are those people that say, hey, you know what? My old lifestyle has led me to all this pain. I want to change. I want to do things differently. Amen. You see, if you don't change, you are insane. That's what according to uh, Einstein. You know, if you want different results, then do different things. Amen. If you don't want to be always Relying on somebody, then change the way you do things. Amen. Take responsibility and sometimes trials just reveal where you need help. Amen. Everybody say praise God. You know, again, uh, like what I say, you know, James chapter 1 verse 2 and 6. I think uh, the MC just shared this. My brethren, count it all joy when you Fail, fall into various trials. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect, complete, lacking nothing. 
Okay, what does this mean? Okay, I have no clue what this means in the beginning. Trials, you know, and stuff like that. Let me tell you something. I tried this. I tried a plan. I tried this until I come to Jesus. I say, God, I don't want to, I, 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 I want to lack nothing. Have you ever asked God, I want to lack, I want to be sustainable, but not self-sustainable. God sustainable. Because I've always relied on, hey, can you do this? I read the Bible. Can you? Can you teach me a Bible study? Can you do this? You know, you always rely on somebody. But, but in this scripture, it says right, you know, that these trials will, will help you lack nothing. That means in my own walk with God, oh my goodness, I have a connection with Him. That's, that's what he's trying to say, that, that these trials will help you have a true connection with God. You know, that's, oh, 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 you know, uh, uh, I, I'm concerned, you know, when, 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 when during the pandemic, we don't have church, we don't have prayer meeting, we don't have UTB, we don't have discipleship classes, people are sliding, that they always need a program. That's not a good compliment to my ministry. They need to follow Jesus, whether there's a program or not. Amen. Are, are you with me? You know, they need to, you know, they need to do the things that, that will help them grow, you know, and, and that's why it's important for us, you know, the, the trials of life. We see our weakness. What, what have you discovered about yourself? First question before you, you, instead of praying, God, I pray away the problem away. When God says, no, the problem is that to reveal stuff about you, that what is some revelation that you have about you? You know, uh, I, I'll give you for instance. I thought, uh, Brother Sam, I was a very patient man. I thought I was very patient until I get married. Revelation hits. I thought I was a very patient person until I became a parent. I never knew that small little child can make me lose my temper one. Uh, 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 come on, are, are you all with me or you are alone? Amen. You can say things that you don't believe that you say it. I can say things to my wife out of anger that I don't believe that it was there. When, when people try to convince me, nah, you know, that's such a good fella, I, I don't believe them. Nah. Until I go to a trial. I realize I'm narcissistic, selfish, always think about you, what people think about you, never think about the family. I realize, oh my goodness. I'm kind of selfish. Something that my wife made known to me. He said, hey, have you ever noticed that uh, when you go to a cab, uh, you never open the door for me. Man. You just go in first. Remember, Sister Weir, you remember that, right? I said, I open the door, I just go in first. Uh. And then, then after that, hey, you know you're very selfish. And I'm like, no? But then I changed, right, Sister Weir? I changed, right? Amen. I start being aware. Change always becomes... Before you can change, you must be aware where you went wrong. Amen. Okay? So, 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 so the great apothecary will allow trials in your lifers, amen, <laughs> to reveal what you're really made of. Whether you are somebody with self-control or, or, or somebody that knows how to manage your money, somebody that knows how to manage your mouth, somebody that can manage your, you know how to manage your moods, somebody can manage your mind, manage your morals, manage all those areas of your life. Money is a very good gauge of spirituality, you know. 
Oh Lord, help me. You can tell a lot by someone's giving. <laughs> Amen. Where they put their faith in. Everybody say praise God. Okay. Uh, let's, let's, let's turn to First Peter chapter 1, verse 6 and 7. In this, greatly rejoice. Though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honour, glory, at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Amen. That's what God wants to do. You know, the next thing that we're going to talk about, the next element is cinnamon. Everybody say cinnamon. I, when I think about cinnamon, I think about my wife's cinnamon roll. I mean cinnamon roll. You know, and, and, and when, if you know anything about cinnamon, it's hot, it's spicy. Which talks about its symbolism of zeal. Okay? Cinnamon is from the inner bark of a cinnamon tree, which is an indication that in order to have it, one would have to peel out the layer of the cinnamon tree away first to reveal what is underneath on the outer layer. So it's a inside. You know, so many times we come to church, we have the outside versus the inside. Amen. We, we can act just for two hours spiritual. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. You know, you be careful that your inside and your outside looks the same. Amen. Some people are so zealous of their own agenda. Hello? That they are so zealous about, maybe let's talk about ministry itself. They want to portray a front, but it does not reflect on the person on the inside. They focus on the outside ministry. They focus like they have a marriage together, but it's really not together. It's scary, isn't it? That you can focus on things on the outside and then neglect what's on the inside. And God doesn't want that kind of revival because once somebody stops that ministry on the outside, you will react. Are you with me? The revival that God wants to give us is a pure kind of revival that starts from the inside out. Amen. That God wants to spark that relationship with him. That I love you. Amen. Amen. And, and from there, he starts to establish you. Establish your security. Because all of us have our insecurities, whether we like it or not. We have. Amen. Because it's those bad habits that we are living with. Some of us have pride. We need to throw down that pride. Because as long as you, you know, you, you have this portrayal, the, the outer layer always, oh, oh you know... It, you will never find that true holiness from the inside out. Amen. You know, the most important person that you need to respect is yourself, you know. You need to look in the mirror and say that, I'm trying to live for God. And I know I'm trying to live for God. I'm not faking it out because I do not want hypocrisy. Amen. I want to live like an example. Because if I live like a hypocrite, my children will suffer because they say two things in the home. One in the church, praise the Lord, hallelujah. Then the next thing is they cannot control their mouth. They are fighting at home and killing each other. You know, all of us got the front stage and the backstage. 
Down here don't have, but you know, in a theatre, you have a front stage. The front stage always look good. Eh? The backstage is often dark, untidy. Throw all the rubbish there. You know, how many of you have storeroom? Chinese New Year, a lot of things inside. Man. Everybody just throw in. Ah, throw, throw, throw. You know, throw inside. Then when uh, your friends come to the house, don't touch this door. Whatever you do, don't touch it. You know, then after Chinese New Year come, all come back out again. You know, it's like this. You try to hide it, but it will always come back in your life to haunt you. Amen. That's why God wants to give us this, this trial is to reveal the inner side of us. Amen. You know, relationship issues, you know. Uh, uh, can, can I share something with you? That if you have a behavioral issue, sometimes, right, your children have a behavioral issue. Sometimes the problem is not unity. No unity with the parenting styles of the husband and the wife. They confuse. Amen. They're wondering, wow, mommy's so nice. Daddy's so hard. I'd rather go mommy and it's called manipulation. Then mommy is not one with daddy. You got a mutiny in the hole. You know what the Bible says? If the house is divided, it cannot stand. Are, are you with me here? Amen. That's why it, 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 the, pre the new premarital counseling that I'm talking about, we have to answer a lot of questions. What values do you have that is non-negotiable? You know, uh, if, if a guy comes to you, <laughs> I propose to you, I say, wait, stand up, don't be a fool. Let's talk about what is valuable in your life first before I invest in this relationship. If you haven't had that, had that conversation, you need to have that conversation. What is valuable to you? Because you realize that that person may value something very different. Then you live in a time where there's always a conflict. At least the thing that is most valuable, you cannot have no, no issues about that. Amen. Everybody say praise God. Come on, everybody say praise God. We need zeal. We need revival that is pure. Revival that is not conjured up by activities, but revival that comes from a true, repented life of holiness that we want to please God. Amen. I mean, as much as I love DCD, how many of you love DCD? I love DCD. But sometimes, I don't get deeper. It's just one event. This time, DCD, we're going to have a 40 days of reevaluating ourselves, areas of our life that we need God's intervention. Amen. Because I'll tell you something really honestly. If you don't deal with the root, you will never get the fruit. Amen. It will always manifest itself somewhere. In your parenting, in your children, in this. It will always, it's a matter of time. You feel like you are in a cycle. It may come in your finances, it may come in your mouth, it may come in your relationship. You will always show up. Because you have not dealt with the root. Everybody say, Amen, root. But I want to have a zeal. The zeal that comes from God is one that says, I'm striving. No matter what happened, I'm striving. I'm not perfect yet, but listen, I hope you understand. Pastor is saying this. I have a label that I hope you can see it big time. It's called work in progress. Nobody has arrived. 
Amen. Now I have a different season of my life. I'm learning how to be a grandparent. Amen. Amen. Everybody say praise God. All of us are learning in seasons. There's zero to one parenting. Oh, then after that, you need a new annoying thing that will come. One to three parenting. That's the terrible tools. That's all the... No! I want it mine! So how do you deal with those things? And then the worst part of it, when your children hit 12 years and above, that one, uh, you know, Mark Twain said this, when they become teenagers, you, you just take them and throw them in a wheelbarrow and hammer the wheelbarrow and let them stay until they become 18. Amen, that's, that's Mark Twain. Amen, I wish I can do that. But, but in the midst of all these things, right, I've always asked God to change them until I ask God to change me. You know what I've realized? When I change, it has a ripple effect on my wife and my children. You know what's the most important thing that they need to see? They need to see daddy is always on the potter's wheel. That it's okay. They can be honest and say, Dad, you made me feel this way. You made me feel... I didn't know that. I'm sorry. And you strive. How, how can I not do this again to you anymore? You know, the worst thing that you can ever do is to ignore your weakness And some of you get very upset when your children tell you certain things. You say, Botua Bosuea. No, they just make honors. Botua Bosuea. You know what? You should say this. I never saw it that way before. Thank you for revealing that to me. Can you pray for me? They are not fools. In fact, our children are smarter than we are. Thank you for that overwhelming response. Amen. I know my children are smarter than I am and I act smart, Lord. Oh, oh, oh. Mm. Yeah. I want to do social media, I'm so stuck. Hey, 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 how to share? Hey, how to share? Then I have to say, hey, you got to do this. Oh, like that. Oh, I also know. But actually, I don't know. Amen. And all you need to do is say, hey, practice this. Listen very carefully now. Practice reverse mentoring. You give them a say into your life. You show them that you want to change. The greatest asset that you can give to your children that I am a disciple. I'm learning from you. I'm learning from you. I'm learning from you. Humility, which leads me to humility. Amen. Okay, or calamus first. Let's, let's talk about calamus. Calamus is a reed with a weak stem. Calamus comes from a plant which is prevalent in marshes and marshy areas. In order for one to harvest it, one would have to press into the marsh and water and wet and muddy soil to get to the calamus plant. Amen. Which again, when your children tells you about your weakness is messy, because you know what's our tendency is to defend ourselves. It's mushy. It's dark. You hear things like this. Dad, you always do this one. You always eh? And then they shut down. And they stonewall you. You're wondering what's going on. Because you 
are not malleable. You are not weak. You know, let me say this. Uh, in any situation, there's always two sides of the coins. Amen. You hear somebody talk about somebody, right? You know, always, always tell yourself, eh, that's not all the facts. Eh? There's always another side to the coin. You know? And always what? In order to win an argument, what we do? We shape. That's not Christ's way, though. You know, are you also last time, last time, last time, last time policemen wear shorts? Last time, you know, you can't do last time to me because you know what? They have no present. Alibi. You know, the Bible says, be bl- you know what's the most powerful weakness you can have? Be blameless. You know how do you be blameless? You admit. <laughs> you admit. You're right. I never saw it that way. I didn't know that I hurt you that way before. You're right. That's look a little bit selfish. You're right. Can we practice? You are right. You know, you can't argue. That's why the Bible says you agree with your adversary quickly. You're right. I mean, if, if the sound sound bad, you're right. How, huh? <laughs> you know, if, if the video equipment spot, you're right. I drop it. How, huh? Don't say this. Uh, you, I get up. Uh, uh, don't say that. Just say, you're right. You're right. Be blameless. You know, righteousness is so much powerful than, than unrighteousness. Righteousness can bring conviction. You, you ever help? You ever, you, you know, you, you, you ever had a situation where the person took t- t- total initiative? Uh, you know, actually, you are so like, Charles understand this. So, the Charles may be so upset with an individual. And then you go like that, oh, very upset. He goes there, and then, uh, uh, then the person, right, just humble and said, you know, I'm sorry. You're right. I, 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 I totally lost it at all. You can diffuse that argument right away. Husband and wife, just imagine without if Joanne tell you, you're right. Amen. When my wife says, you're right, and then she's crying, right? I, I, I don't ask this, eh? Sorry for what? My goodness. Imagine God saying what? you sorry for what? You know, God saw that brokenness, that you know, that, 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 that soul that's crying mercy. His heart is drawn. He, he is a father who pitied his children. Are you with me here again? You know, weakness is not something bad. You know, we got men got all these ego issues. You know what ego is? Itching God out. When I'm weak, then I become strong. The stronger place that you're going to be I've realized it's on my knees, praying, help me, God. Oh, I'm undone. Lord, I don't know how to create revival. In fact, revival is not mine to do. Revive me, oh God. Revive my family, oh God. Revive my wife, oh God. Amen. Symbol of weakness will lead to the symbol of what? Humility. Amen. Everybody say humility. Okay. Everybody say humility. humility. Amen. Which leads me to calamus. Amen. Okay. Calamus come from a plant which, again, you know, uh, 
we, we symbolizes that, you know, everybody say praise God. Are you all with me? God resisted the proud. But He gave grace to the humble. How many of you want grace? Amen. You don't need to be here below to have a grace. You get that? I'm also trying to use the pun. Everybody say praise God. All you need to do is to humble yourself. Everybody say praise God. Are you all with me here? You know, you know what? I tell you something. It's so much easier to say, I don't know. Lord, I don't have any ability on my part. I don't know how to be a good husband. I don't know how to treat them well. God, show me your ways. And grace. Grace is a special empowerment. You know, I, I, I've realized this in my own walk with God. You know, sometimes... How, how, how many of you ever come down to the altar and say, God, it's me again? <laughs> it's me again, Lord. It's me again. The first time I come to God, say, God, I promise you, I will never do it. If you forgive me just once, I will never do it again. Then I do it again. Uh, come on, are you all with me? You know, there was a Holy Ghost revival going on. It was DCD. Uh, then I go down to the altar, run down to the altar. I know I'm... Uh, you know, I, I, I try to persuade God to forgive me. How many of you ever tried that? Come on, are you with me? You know, I, I just, then I make a bunch of promises to Him. I will read my Bible, I will do this, I will win people to the Lord, da, 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 on the altar. And I think God laughs at me, you know, trying to be full of zeal. But not a real kind of zeal. Then, one year later, DCD. <laughs> well, now... If we all have DCD three years later, I don't know how many people will go down the altar and pray. Then everybody will go down the altar, maybe three hours later, they come home. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, every year, remember every year DCD, we're looking forward to the altar call, amen. You know, and everyone will go down, you know, and, and, and then I did this for many years until I say, God, is me again. <laughs> Hello, God, is me. You know what I'm struggling with? I, I dare not promise anymore. <laughs> Because the more I promise, the more I feel lousy about me, right? I cannot even my, trust myself to make that kind of commitment. I, then when I totally became humble, I can't change me, Father. Change me. I, I told God, honestly, I don't want to bluff you. I've been doing this for 10 years. I'm still struggling with it. I don't want to bluff you. Lord, you know all things. Like, 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 like I, I feel like I was like a little bit of Peter. Lord, thou lovest me more than this. You know all things, God. You know whether I'm going to make it the next month. You know whether I'm going to make it the next week. I don't know. You, may, you know all things, God, better than I do. But one thing that I know that in order for me to deliver, I need a daily anointing. I need it now, Father. This moment, you know, I need a breakthrough right now and I want to cherish this moment with you so that every day becomes a caring. You know, every day should be, you know, don't try to give, don't overcommit. <laughs> Amen. 
start a day at a time. Are, are you all with me? Start a day at a time. Don't tell God that you're going to win 12 people to the Lord. Start a day at a time. Everybody say praise God. You know, I hope this is helping you. You know, again, you know, uh, you know, we need to humble ourselves before the presence of God, you know. And sometimes God knows how to humble us. How many of you know that God knows how to humble us? Because, you know, the more you go up, the more you will go down. Pride cometh before a fall. The reason why you fall is because you have pride. And sometimes, before you even go to the altar or blame God for any problem and say, God, are you revealing pride in my life? Amen. Pride says, you know what pride says? I'll tell you what pride says. I want this to be in my life. Good career, stable income. Maybe for some of you having baby, good babies, good pregnancy. And you start to name the condition rather than uh, you allow the apothecary. That's the right mixture. You know, let, let, I'm going to close with this talk with you. I hope this will help you. God is not interested about your ministry. God is concerned about you. Who you becoming. I, I, let me repeat that again. Some of you didn't get it. You may have success in ministry, in fact. Just because people with successful ministry doesn't mean they are successful in their walk with God. Amen? Okay? Here's a prayer I pray. Lord, we are living in the last days that we can present ourselves bigger than what we are. If you know that this success is going to destroy me, don't let me succeed. I'd rather be close with you. Amen. I've seen the mighty fallen. I've seen my friends fallen in the States. I've seen many. Because they became too big. The ministry became too big for their character. And we got to be very careful. Amen. That's why we pray, Father, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. You see, let me close with this whole series, right? And I think this will help you a lot. You see, anointing comes from relationship and from a closeness with God. While talents come from relationship and a closeness with coaches and competent musicians. Oh, that is so good. Let me say this again. For all you musicians, you want anointing, you spend time with Jesus. You want to be skillful, you spend time with your musical instrument, talented. You got to be careful. So what is more important, talent or anointing? I think we have to go together. Amen. Because I have to grow in both ways. Amen. Come on, everybody say amen. We have to grow both ways. 
I mean, if I am someone who's striving to be better than myself, you know what, and I have the character, I'm working simultaneously with my character and my skill, both got to carry. Amen? I mean, I, I, I may have a sweet boy, but he fails. I don't want that. I want both. I want him to do well so that he can contribute to society. Amen? And you cannot say, I want you to be so spiritual and then you don't need to study. You can't. Are you with me? If you ask me, okay, here's my thing. I will focus more on character building. Because I realize one thing. Once a person has character, it flows. Amen. My dad said to me this. You know, Tim, he said this. If I create character in you, I can put you anywhere in the world you'll survive. That's why I'm scolding you. That's why I'm saying the things that I've got to say to you. You know, I still remember, you know, as a new parent, blow my budget. How many of you have been there before? You blow your budget and I go to my dad. Hey dad, can you lend me some money? You know what was his answer? No. No. Oh, why like that one? My mother begging, hang la, hang la. You know, my dad said, no, if I, if I give you, you'll never learn. That was the best lesson he ever gave me. From that day onwards, I won't blow my budget. I mean, we cannot say that, that, that you know, listen, young people, yeah, I want you to be Christ-like, but I also want you to be skillful. Come on, everybody say, Amen. You say, pastor, say character, don't need to go to school tomorrow, don't need to go to school, the whole week, don't need to go to school. I didn't say that. I think we have to have both elements to glorify God. Whatever we do, we glorify Him. But to take one area and focus on it and work towards that and not focus on the other aspect. You know, character building is how, how is it developed? Let me tell you how character building is developed. You all ready, young people? Pack your room. Clean up after your own mess. That's character building. <laughs> At first I don't talk, I say, what has that got to do with my character? It has to do. Order. Do you know, listen, the state of the condition of your room is the state of condition of your mind. I'm preaching to myself, my wife laughing. Yay! My room very nasty, you know. But I, I did a lot of vacuuming during Chinese New Year, throw some stuff out. A lot of stuff, amen. Okay. Everybody say praise God. Are you all with me here today? We're talking about anointing. I'm talking about character building means you don't open your mouth towards your parents. Say yes, sir. Amen. So what if you're right? You don't raise your voice. You need to give honor where honor is due. I, I, are you with me? You can agree to disagree. And parents, if, the, if your children is old enough, accept that. Amen. Accept that. Okay? Everybody say praise God. You see, in closing, we need the Holy Spirit. We need Jesus Christ. That's our part. Our part is to place ourselves where He can anoint us. That 
we read the word of God. That's our part. But now he wants action. He sometimes will inspire you to change. Sometimes he will hurt you to change. Sometimes he, you have to, he will teach you new things to change. Amen. Amen. Are you with? Sometimes it takes, sometimes, listen, in order for us to, sometimes we will receive from the Lord things for us to change. It's called grace, mercy. Sometimes what we need is more mercy. And the Heavenly Father will show you so much mercy that you are sick and tired of sinning. It's called the art of the apothecary. You know why it's an art? It's not a science. Listen, it's not a science because art is very subjective the different individuals in your life. So let me tell you something. Parenting is an art. It's not so much of an objective. I wish it was sometimes. But, but uh, Kelvin, you agree with me. You have three beautiful children. Everyone different. Yes, sir. All different art. Amen. Sometimes you also want to do Kung Fu. You want to ninja them. You want to do all kinds of stuff. It's an art. We need him. We need a different anointing. Every child requires a different anointing. Let me repeat that again. Every child requires a different anointing. And then, listen, uh, here's another thing. Uh, young people, you listen very carefully. I, will, I promise you, you all can go back home already. Collect and power. You know, for the adults say, wow, we got to give them power. <laughs> you know, okay. Yeah. Okay, and here's what we're going to be doing. Sometimes you think your parents are biased. It's not. I, I repeat again. Sometimes you think favoritism. It's not favoritism. It's different strokes for different folks. Amen. There are sometimes I have to talk to my children, you know, like, uh, I still remember, you know, hey, dad, my children will take the cane for me eh, to cane my, 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 my other, other youngest children. I say, dad, last time you cane me, now you cane them. He take the cane there. Eh? I say, uh, I feel like telling them, I made a mistake. <laughs> you know what? The oldest one and the second one are, are the one that we make a lot of mistakes. Sorry, guys, but we make a lot of mistakes on you. Then we learn, okay? We learn to be more gracious. We learn to be more forgiving, amen? We learn to allow God to give us wisdom, amen? Why don't we stand to our feet? Okay. Amen. Earlier, right? Here's what I want you to do. I think the most important part is that we've got to make a commitment to the Lord. We've got to position ourselves where He can anoint us. We want our hearts to be right. At the end, listen, all your spiritual discipline, if it doesn't lead you to become more like Christ, it's a waste of time. What discipline do you need today that helps you think right about God? What disciplines do you need? Praying, well, uh, you know, what, what prayer does? Prayer doesn't look good on you. Prayer is a cry out to God, say, I need you, Father. 
I don't know how to pray. I tell people this all the time. You know, even the pastors don't know how to pray. I'm still learning. I'm still learning. There are times that I feel like I break through. There are times I feel like a failure in my prayer life. How many of you ever felt that way? That I'm supposed to go in faith, but I come in broken before God. I say, God, I don't even have faith in prayer no more. Have you ever prayed that prayer? I prayed that prayer. I say, God says this to me because you know why? You have faith in prayer, but not me. I'm the great I am. Put those, 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 those exercises away. If it doesn't lead to me, then you're on dangerous ground. Because my faith is in God. And I read the word of God to give me faith in God. Amen. Everybody say amen. I, I, you know what? Listen very carefully. Put stop having your faith on your disciplines. Stop having your faith on your self-righteousness. But have faith in Him. All my disciplines have to point at God, I need you. Amen. I pray because I need it. I pray because I'm undone. I pray because Sometimes my wife is upset with me and I don't know what to do. In moments like this, listen very carefully, in moments like this, a broken and a contract spirit, he will not despise. Father, as we come before you, God, before we go out and do our visitation, we invite you in. We invite you in, Father, the Master, Apothecary. Lord, you know exactly the right mixture that I need. You know how to pound that cinnamon right in the place that I need it, Lord, and you are gentle. God, and you will know how to put in the right amount of cassia, casim, Lord, olive oil. Lord, that together, God, with all this different myrrh, all channeling, God, into one, Lord, so that I can be the man that you want me to be. Come on, just pray for a moment right now. I need you, Father. Lord, you are, you are inviting us in, Lord, right now. You are inviting us into your presence. And Father, I... I admit, God, that sometimes, God, I want to be the apothecary. But God, I realize that I cannot do a better job than you. Lord, I can't do a better job than you. So I surrender right now. Come on, just lift up your hands right now. I surrender right now, Lord, so that you can... Put those elements in my life, God. Lord, you know how to change me. Lord, whether it's to inspire me, whether I need to hurt in order to change, God. Whether I need to learn a new thing, oh God. Lord, right now, Jesus. Lord, right now. Come on, let your voices out. Lord, I feel your gentleness sweeping over the auditorium right now. Lord, that, Lord, again, God, I want, Lord, cinnamon, that zeal that comes, God, from the holy fire, not strange fire. 
Lord, a zeal that comes, God, from purifying me, Jesus, Lord, that I may know and, 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 and want to hear the voice of the Father, Father, right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, let your voice out. Lord, let this, this anointing destroy every yoke, God. Let it destroy every yoke, God, right now. In the name of Jesus, God, here's my heart. Here's my life, Father. Take it, use it for your glory. Lord, I, 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 right now at this moment, God, I, I, I have a faith only for right now, God, not tomorrow, but today. Lord, I give it to you right now, Jesus. I give it to you. This moment, this time. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, let's clap our hands one more time to the Lord. If you have a loved one, whether it's your child, whether it's someone that you love dearly, hold them by the hand. Amen. Hold them by the hand. See, we're going to do this together. Amen. Amen. Look at them. Say, help, help me become better. You know, sometimes I, you need to apologize. Sometimes I, I'm a jerk. My wife calls me jerk. I am. I am. I can be a monster. Why you are looking at me real strange? I am. Guys, let's say I can be a monster. And as much as we complain about our children, just imagine a monster they tolerate us. It works both ways. Father, we need you. We need you to be in our homes. We need you, Jesus. Lord, we need you so much, God, because I don't want to hurt my family. Lord, when I'm out of place, God, Lord, help me, God. Help me do what's right by you, Jesus. Come on, just pray right now. Lord, right now, God, I pray, God, that I will continue to be teachable. Lord, I pray, God, that I allow you, God, to do that renovating work in me. Most importantly, I pray for all homes to be one. In the name of Jesus, be one, Lord. Be one. Give us the grace, give us the understanding to work through our differences. Lord, even those things that we don't want to talk about it, God. God, give us the grace to talk about it whether it's finances whether it's the way we rear our children God the way we handle things God in a home Lord we invite you to our homes today Father right now we invite you Jesus to bring unity to our homes in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Let's give God praise. Amen. Amen. Just to give you a heads up. In February, 
we're going to talk about unity. I just felt very strongly. And when you talk about unity, I know what you've been thinking about. I'm talking about unity as one family. I feel there's such a great division. And I'm going to talk about unity in the spirit, unity in the family. If you don't have unity in the family, you open doors. Some of you are battling some things that's not yours because somebody down the road have opened it up and you're wondering why. I'm going to show you why. It's so important. Listen to me. It's so important. I may not be agreeing everything that what my wife does. She likes to keep plaster back. I don't. Amen. Okay. She has her own ways of doing things but no matter what happens, I unite with her with the core values. Amen. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. My wife say I always have a belly. I think she is blind. I think I look perfectly fine. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm in illusion. But, but we're going to talk about how do we have true unity in the home? Because why? Unity. Listen. Unity releases anointing. Amen. Are you all with me here? Amen. Everybody say praise God. But before I talk about that, I want you to pray a prayer right now. It's going to get rough when we talk about unity. It's going to get rough. <laughs> Father, in the name of Jesus, we are endeavoring. We want our families to be anointed, but yet at the same time, we got to be on the same page. Father, help us, lead us, guide us, God. Lord, right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, open our hearts to receive your word so that we can have anointing that comes from above. In Jesus' name. Shake hands and be friendly. God bless you.